Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. In this episode, we speak with Patrick Streeter, co-founder and CEO of Volatile Padding. The company has developed lightweight padding technology called D-Cell, suitable for use in absorbing the shock from high-force and low-force sport impacts. He tells us how the company got started, and we discuss some of the challenges in addressing concussions in sport. For more information, check out our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at SportsTechPod. Enjoy! Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Technology Podcast. My name is Mike, and with me again today is Henry. Hello, everyone. And our guest today from Sheffield in the UK is Patrick Streeter. He's co-founder of a company called Volatile Padding Technologies, and he's going to tell us a little bit about that today. So, Patrick, welcome to the podcast. And as we begin, could you just introduce yourself and and tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, so I'm from, uh, New York. I went to school in Rochester, uh, to get a degree in mechanical engineering. And now I'm at Sheffield Hallam University getting my master's in sports engineering. Uh, during my undergrad, I started volatile padding technologies with another student at the university. And, uh, it sort of came out from, uh, an idea of, protecting athletes from concussions. When I played sports in high school, I received numerous concussions and had to wear protective headgear as a result uh, and found the headgear to be really ineffective. So when I got to university and after I started to learn a little bit more about engineering principles, I decided to have a go at making my own padding and trying to use it to not only protect myself, but to better protect other athletes in the future. So the company sort of stands at the moment as a company with a padding technology looking to license it out. So were there particular sports that you either played or are really interested in that kind of have the concussion issue? Obviously, the football is, is the big one, but were you a football player? Or? Uh, I played soccer and basketball during uh, high school, secondary school, I guess. Uh, and I got a concussion while playing soccer, basketball, and ultimate frisbee. Uh, so none of the big sports that would really stand out as concussion-prone to most of the public. Okay, so then how did you kind of first go about starting your company? What was the, we have kind of the motivation, but were, what were your first initial steps in, in going down that path? Uh, well, it started with the university uh, Rochester Institute of Technology was real supportive. We came to them with an idea, and they helped set us in the right direction. They uh, gave us necessary funding, coaching, everything we would need to sort of take our idea from uh, the idea stage to where we stand now. So the uh, the technology that you speak of uh, is called D-Cell. Is that... Um... Can you tell us a bit about that? Is it is it a material or a, or a way of implementing materials or yeah? Just tell us tell us a bit about the technology at the the center of your company. Okay, uh, so the D cell technology is uh, a material that we invented that uh, is a a composite material consisting of foam and plastic layers that sort of acts as interconnected airbags that are refillable, uh, and then the foam layers of the padding itself. Uh, so this protects against both low force impact, high force impacts, and it can be customizable to pretty much any force range that is needed by the user. 
one of the one of the challenges with protective equipment is is kind of making making that range work for the for the athlete whether it's like a, a little knock on the head or a, a big knock it's almost like in the, in the past there's kind of been an optimal <laughs> an optimal smash where, where the padding is most effective how how do you get around this or is this is that just kind of the nature of the material uh well the combination of the foam and the molded plastic uh help us expand that range i mean we still have a a limit to the range that we can protect over but uh we could change the material properties of the foam or the plastic we could change the thickness and the shape of the molded design in the plastic and through all these variations we could uh, essentially customize the padding to fit the range that each user would need so football american football would require most likely higher forces to be protected against while uh, soccer would have to be protected against both the low force and the high force impacts and it could really just be case specific so have you through the work in kind of testing your material worked with specific sports or have you designed into specific padding systems like helmets for football or hockey or even kind of the the skull caps for soccer uh well given that i played soccer and i had to wear my uh protective headband while playing soccer uh, that was the really the initial sport that we designed it for um, so the the range of uh, forces that we're currently we currently have our padding to protect against is for soccer but uh, it the forces that you get in soccer would be pretty similar to what you would get in basketball and many other sports outside of the real hard-hitting ones interestingly you have kind of Soccer has a, a certain implement, implementation, a skull cap or, or something like that, so you kind of fit the um, fit the padding around that model. But then, are there challenges when you look to adapt to other sports, say hockey or or football or something like that, in terms of building different kind of con containment units and or or doing the testing itself? Okay. Uh, well, what our company is essentially doing is. Uh, trying to provide the padding to uh, already established companies in the industry. So we could provide the padding to a company in the football industry, soccer, basketball, and then work with them to customize our padding and the range of forces that we protect against, and then customize it in a manner that would work in their piece of protective equipment. So we haven't really, up to this stage, we haven't really worked uh, too much in trying to bring it into different markets outside of soccer, basketball, and water polo, where just the shape of the padding is really the only thing that we've had to customize. Patrick, can you tell us a bit about what your lab testing looks like? What sorts of machines you're using, or or load cases you're experimenting with, or just kind of how do you how you kind of work with the work with the material in a, in a development sense practically? Like what? Yeah, what, what sort of techniques are you using? Okay, uh, so we've had our padding uh, tested in a third-party setting where it's tested to the ASTM standards for hockey helmet head impacts. So for this testing, we had our padding in a headband form attached to a, a metal head form that was then dropped from four feet in there. And uh, the G-forces were measured inside of this head. and 
uh, that's a, essentially the testing setup. Uh, we found our padding, which is a half inch thick, to protect to the same level as some current hockey helmets. Uh, so it packs a big punch with the little amount of padding that we have. So do you do you think that uh, do you do you hope your material will make protective equipment more comfortable and and more I guess a more pleasant user experience because it's lighter and thinner, maybe more flexible than traditional padding, or are you looking for for big improvements, mostly in, in safety, I suppose. Are you are you trying to hit, meet the standards now with with a more comfortable form, or uh, go go way beyond the current standards for, for protection and safety? Uh, well, I mean the the big goal would always be to bring the standard of protection to a new level. But our initial goal was really to bring the protection standards that are so sought after in helmeted sports like football, hockey, and lacrosse and bring those to non-helmeted sports, which traditionally aren't focused on. So if we could protect soccer athletes or basketball players as well as football players and hockey players are trying to be protected, then that would be great. But at the same time, uh, if we if we had our padding real stylish and it was very comfortable and breathable for the athletes, then it's just more likely to have athletes continue to wear it. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's a pretty positive thing right there. Like some of the, I guess one of the bigger challenges might even be getting people to wear the protective equipment. <laughs> I mean, once right. they put some, if they put something on, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great step forward. Yeah. And uh, in, in our testing of, uh, in our questioning of, athletes and coaches and parents throughout many sports we we found that the biggest challenge just seems to be to get the athletes to wear the headband initially and to get it accepted within the sport so if we can do that with a cool innovative design that kids and adults will also want to wear is really a big step thinking a bit broader how has your what are some of the challenges of kind of starting the company from an entrepreneur point of view, like as you're obviously still a student so busy with classes and things like that, but um, can you just speak to some of the, the challenges of, of trying to get a company off the ground? I mean, I'd never really done any, I've never really taken any business classes or anything like that before I started this, so I was pretty much at ground zero in terms of entrepreneurship knowledge. So uh, learning all the business terms and the biggest thing is really learning how to network and how to have the confidence to go talk to people that uh, could be a big help in the process moving forward, but that I would never speak to initially. Uh, and along with this, it's just finding connections uh, and just really knowing how to how to work the network that you have to get what you need in the end. And with this is... Uh, developing relationships with people that you're going to work with and making sure that you're all on the same page moving forward. I, I wanted to ask if um, I mean, you're, you're, you're targeting sports right now, the sports industry and, and sports protective equipment. Um, is there a reason you're kind of, you're, you're wanting to implement this technology, uh, find partners in, in the sports uh, sphere, or are you also looking to other, other industries that might, might need some protective equipment or yeah or other other uses for your new material 
Uh, yeah, looking in uh, all industries that need protective equipment, but the, the main focus is, or the main focus for myself at the moment is sports in general, just given my background and my want to bring this sort of protective material into the sports industry so sure. athletes can be better protected and uh, the focus on protection is more at the forefront uh, rather than being a little side note until someone gets a major concussion. Great. So it's really admirable that you're kind of jumping into the, the, the sports tech space kind of all in with kind of both your masters and, and the company. Is there a piece of advice that you give to other students or other people looking to kind of break into the sports industry, sports technology in general? I would say really just to, to look around out there. I'd, I'd never thought of sports engineering being an actual career when I was younger, uh, but combining sports and building stuff and uh, engineering principles was uh, something that I had always had in the back of my mind. So just looking around to see what sort of opportunities there are and where you can go, who you can talk to, and there may be someone that you already know who knows a little bit more about it than you do. Great. I think um, no, that's really great. Uh, really awesome. So in terms of where you guys are taking the company, is there something that um, that people should look out for in the next six months or year or if they want to kind of find out more information about you guys, uh, where would you point them? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're currently pursuing uh, commercial licensing opportunities or continuing to develop our padding with companies in the sports or protective industries. Uh, and if anyone is interested in that, you can go to our website, volatilepadding.com, or you could email me at patrick at volatilepadding.com, and uh, then can direct you to there, direct you from there and give you all the information you need. Great. That's, um, that's perfect. So thank you, Patrick, for your time today. Um, very insightful. We'll, uh, um, make sure all our listeners have links to your websites and um, hopefully we'll uh, continue to keep track of your pro progress. So thank you for your time today. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Patrick. And that is the episode. Thank you, Patrick. And thanks listeners for listening. For more information and those links, check out our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com. And remember to follow us on Twitter at sportstechpod. Thanks. Bye.